Welcome to Premier Health Now On Air. Have you stepped on a scale lately and been surprised? Or your jeans just won't zip up like they used to? That realization makes the promise of quick weight loss almost irresistible. So when a diet plan claims to deliver, it's easy to think it's worth a try. Maybe? Maybe not. We're talking fad diets today, and we went straight to the source for knowledge and experience in healthy weight loss. I'm your moderator, Leslie Lane, and with me today from Premier Weight Loss Solutions, our bariatric surgeon, Dr. Joe Northup. Welcome to you. Thank you for having us. And Diana Weathers, a registered dietitian, nutritionist, and certified specialist in obesity and weight management. Thanks so much for joining us. Thanks for having me. Well, I want to ask you both, what makes a diet a fad diet? What I think makes a fad diet a fad diet is how sustainable it is. You know, a lot of people want to jump on the bandwagon and do something quick, easy, like you said. You know, their pants aren't fitting one day. Got to get that weight off from Christmas. So a fad diet I see as short term, where you're eliminating a lot of key nutrients that your body needs in order to get that quick fix. What are some of the fad diets that crop up every year? They all seem to have a different take on taking off weight. The ketogenic diet is a main one that is very popular right now. A lot of people are doing. You're eliminating a lot of key nutrients with a lot of these fad diets, especially the ketogenic. So going low carb, high protein, high fat, unhealthy fat for that matter. When you do that, you're missing out, like I said, on key nutrients that our bodies need. And it's not very sustainable. And we just don't know enough for the research for the long-term effects of it either. Are there signs of that I could use to identify a fad diet you mentioned, you're eliminating things. Mm-hmm. Well, yes, a fad diet is going to be anything, you know, that that catches your eye, a quick, easy fix, you know, without without having to do a lot of work, I think is kind of what I define a fad diet as. One of the things I look at when I'm defining a fad diet is more sometimes people and patients think that a weight loss goal or a weight loss target is the end result. And oftentimes a fad diet generates a weight loss, but not in a healthy way. At the end of the weight loss, a patient's overall health or quality of life or comorbidities that are related to their weight are actually worse off than before they had a higher weight. So I think weight loss and health do not always go hand in hand. Yeah, I wondered about the risks of these fad diets. So is there some stress from dropping too much weight too fast, if, if in fact they work that well. Absolutely. People can, uh, with the fad diets, can elevate their cholesterol, risk heart disease, things like that. You know, basic carbohydrates is how we get energy for our body. So eliminating or minimizing carbohydrates to a certain level actually, you know, again, damages our overall health. Some of these plans will sell me the food to eat, so I don't even have to think about that. Well, so is that any better? I think I, there is a place for that as well. A lot of people need that portion control and some of those places that, you know, like Nutrisystems and everything that sell you that food or, you know, the Blue Apron or um, recipes that you to help you with meal planning, I think can be a great idea for the short term to help you with planning and preparing. Have you seen any weight loss approaches that are downright dangerous? I'm thinking some kinds of supplements or pills or there's really no education around it or knowledge around what some of the negative side effects could be. Most of them are honestly ineffective, and that's the biggest thing. It's more of a, you know, you're, you're buying something thinking it's going to work, but it's really not doing much of anything. Any fad diet can cause harm. Any, any intervention or change in your lifestyle can cause harm if you're not doing it in a healthy way or an educated way. 
is a fad diet riskier for me if I have a condition like diabetes or some other digestive disorder? Absolutely. That's one of the biggest things, things like high cholesterol, especially type 2 diabetes, adjusting or dramatically changing how you intake your calories or levels of carbohydrate to protein can significantly impact your management or control of these medical problems and at the end of the day, make them worse. Again, sometimes weight loss doesn't mean health improvement. I completely agree with Dr. Northup in terms of, you know, a lot of times obesity is associated with many comorbidities. So being medically monitored while you're trying to lose weight is the ideal option. So if I'm your garden variety, my genes are too tight, what's my best approach to getting that kind of mm-hmm. uh, tension? In terms of to help with your weight loss, if you know you don't have all the associated comorbidities or I'm, anything? I'm not obesity, a sick yeah. person. Uh-huh. I'm just, my genes are too tight. So yeah. should I be going to you or to my doctor or where do I go? I absolutely, there is a place for that too, to, you know, to come seek healthcare professionals, you know, registered dietitians. Um, a medically managed program is a great way to get that educated information that you need to help you lose weight safely. And what kinds of things are you going to be educating me about? Basically a healthy diet, uh, making sure you're getting a well-rounded Intake of foods, you know, we don't want to, like I said, eliminate any one major food group. Want to make sure you're getting all the macronutrients, you know, healthy proteins, fats, carbohydrates in a controlled manner. When you say a controlled manner, are you thinking portion control, kinds of food? What are you, what are you thinking when you say that word? Both portion controlled and the types of food that you're choosing. You know, when you're looking at your plate, you want to make sure you have a well-balanced meal in terms of we use something called the plate technique. You know, so when you look at your plate, do you have a protein? Do you have a vegetable? Do you have a starch? And then how it's proportioned on your plate as well. So mostly filling up on those good vegetables and lean protein. And if you have that carbohydrate, you know, that's going to be the smallest thing on your plate. But also watching what we add to it as well. And since you mentioned the lean protein, I'm thinking, okay, chicken wings, Mm -hmm. you know, protein, proteins, protein, right? But apparently not. Even carbohydrates. I can get in trouble there. Correct. Yes. It's the choices we make of those food groups as well. You know, just because someone tells you go eat protein, 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 like you said, you don't want to go out and eat a bunch of chicken wings. That's higher fat, higher calories. Um, So lean protein would be anything like a boneless, skinless chicken breast, lean beef, you know, like ground sirloin or ground turkey, anything like that. So I could expect for this kind of education to understand not only what kinds of foods I should eat, but how to choose the best options within those kinds. Absolutely. Okay. But still, why is it so hard to lose weight and to keep it off if I'm successful? Why is it so hard? I think one of the things that we see is a lack of education around diet and nutrition. You know, a lot of people look at someone that's obese or morbidly obese as a character flaw or something negative and insurance companies, things like that often associate it with, you know, comparison to smoking. But, you know, we can exist without smoking. We can't exist without eating. Uh, and I think a lot of what we have, what we see and what we deal with are, are patients try and, you know, to do things that are, they think are healthy and they don't know that, you know, orange juice, for example, is a very unhealthy something to take in. It's very high in calorie and high in sugar. Yeah, orange juice is terrible for you, but they associate that with as something being healthy. So it's not something's doing something wrong. It's just you don't know. And I think that's the thing our program creates is a lot of education based around, you know, eating multiple times a day, eliminating caffeine, soda, you know, basic things like that will make small things make a dramatic change. 
eating multiple times a day, my ears perk up. Yeah, so when what's we, that what's that about? <laughs> so when we say eating multiple times a day, those smaller, more frequent meals really rev that metabolism up and it also helps keep our blood sugars stable throughout the day as well and keeps us from getting hungrier later in the day. I don't know if you notice if you go long hours between meals, you know, say you you don't eat breakfast and then the first time you're eating something is noon or two and by that time you're very famished and starving and we tend to overeat and then maybe not make the right choices when what we're having. We see a lot with our, especially with our uh, bariatric surgery patients, as they're preparing for surgery and after surgery. One of the common comments I see in a ton of our patients is they come in and they, you know, they've been here two or three months and they're getting ready for surgery, and they say, "I feel like I'm eating all the time, but I'm losing a lot of weight," and that's a very common statement we see. That sounds great. Yeah, <laughs> so. it just comes down to choices and healthy portions and a lot of education. You know, we created this program. We talked about uh, not, you know, it's a comprehensive program. And we truly mean that. When you talk about a person that just wants to lose fifteen, twenty pounds, we have, you know, materials, options, education for that. We have medication choices. We have meal replacements. We have bariatric surgery for the people that need to lose, you know, fifty, eighty, a hundred, hundred and fifty pounds. So we have a, a choice for everyone. So it truly is a comprehensive weight management program here. One thing we haven't talked about is what is a healthy weight? How do I know that my goal is a healthy goal? The biggest target to look at for that is your body mass index or BMI. And we have a calculator and there's numerous calculators on the internet or our website. Basically, it's a mathematical formula that tells you how much you should weigh for how tall you are. So it gives a across the board number, regardless of your height, shape, build, that, you know, where your healthy weight should be. So 18 to 25 is considered a healthy BMI. They're little, it's not a perfect calculation, but looking at your body mass index, that's kind of how we determine What's the best option for you, your body mass index? When you look at, you know, if your BMI is, you know, 33, 34, 35, uh, you know, the medical weight loss options, the education process, and your BMI gets over the 35, 40 number, that's where the bariatric surgery comes in to really impact long-term sustainable weight loss. And it's a fairly easy calculator to use, if I recall. It's simply knowing how how tall you are and how much right, you weigh. Right, It's just punch your height and weight. And one of, the, one of the things we see a lot too, if patients come in and they, you know, they need an accurate height and weight, which we provide that. And, uh, you know, we all think we're all an inch or two shorter than we say we are. So it's, uh, it's good to have it freshly calculated. Well, certainly in my lifetime, America's eating habits have changed, mostly supersized. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, scientists are learning more about the metabolics of weight gain and loss. So I'm wondering if your understanding and thinking about weight loss has shifted it all over your career and how that might influence how you advise your patients? I absolutely, it has changed. I think there's this view that people who are overweight or obese just consume and eat all day long. That's all they do is consume large quantities. Where in reality, a lot of the patients that we see, as Dr. Northup said, they're only eating once or twice a day. They're not eating often. And a lot of those metabolic factors can contribute to the weight gain. One thing to be clear also is obesity is a disease. It's a disease the same way colon cancer, breast cancer, high blood pressure, high cholesterol is a disease. It's a genetic predisposition that's impacted by our environment behavior. So, you know, I, I tell patients, you know, I tell everyone a lot, if you, you know, someone has a BMI of, you know, 45, 50, the calorie intake in that adult lifetime compared to someone with a BMI of 25 is about 1% difference. So it's not a, a behavioral issue. It's more of a genetic issue that's impacted by our environment. So, you know, you look at someone with a body mass index, you know, of 35, they, they might be able to swing their BMI four or five points up or down. 
the, the same way with you know someone has a, a 21 BMI. If I said, hey, there's $5 million waiting on you in, in, in a year, if you can get your BMI of 45, they couldn't do it because their DNA is not made that way. And the same thing with someone that has such severe obesity. Now, it's possible, but it's less than 4% of people that have a body mass index over 35 are able to lose weight and keep it off significantly. So it just it comes into that genetic component. So you have other solutions you have to offer besides just calorie counting and exercising. Of course. We have – again, we have such a great comprehensive program here with a great team and everyone from you know patients that want bariatric surgery to someone that wants to lose 20 pounds to someone that wants to lose 30 pounds, you know, we have an option for you. We have covered a lot of territory today and I hope some of us with our too tight genes are inspired to work on getting some more breathing space there. But what do you want us to keep top of mind if we're going to start on this journey? I think the main thing to keep in mind as when you're trying to lose weight or you know want to change your lifestyle is just that. It is a lifestyle change and it's going to take time. It doesn't happen overnight and there are resources out there and just make sure you're well-informed and you're doing the safest and best thing possible for you and your health. I agree. I think be patient with yourself, get some help, get some education, understand the the facts and realities of it. And uh, I think this is where we go back to the fad diet issue. Uh, I think the fad diets create a false non, you know, compatible with the day-to-day living that people go to such extremes and you can only do that for so long. Everything comes apart at the end of that time. So I think realizing that you don't have to be perfect and being patient with yourself and this is a, you know, these are lifelong behavioral changes, not completely depriving yourself of everything you enjoy We have talked a lot about food, but what we haven't talked about is that activity component because the tried and true, at least in my lifetime, again, the tried and true advice was Mm -hmm. eat less, move more. Mm -hmm. Is that still the valid answer? I think that is a valid answer. There's a little bit more to it than that, you know, in terms of not everyone's going to be able to go out and run a marathon or do the kind of exercise that's generally recommended. But yes, I mean, the basic general recommendation for exercise is 150 minutes of exercise a week. And it is absolutely, there's other benefits to it, cardiovascular, all of that. So I think it is a valid answer. Uh, that's 100% correct. The uh, exercise is a big component of it. And honestly, the more, you know, this is the you know, research and data I always look at. And the more research and you read about exercise, they're actually kind of more depressing. It becomes, it becomes such a larger, it seems like it becomes a larger and larger number. Uh, and the 150 minutes is more about maintaining your weight more than losing. Mm-hmm. So when you look at how much you, know, you really should be active during the week, that number keeps growing and growing. And if and your body, unfortunately, adapts to exercise fairly quickly. So if you're not kind of pushing yourself a little bit every month or so, uh, your actually body becomes accustomed to that exercise. And I, I'm as guilty as everyone else. I mean, I'm kind of a 45 minute on the elliptical kind of guy. And then I need to you know, remember, I got to either go a little faster or go a little longer or something. And it becomes a bad habit for all of us to um, exercise the same. And we actually need to be pushing you know, every few months increasing something. You have to run a little faster to stay in the same yeah. place. The fr- yeah. I always describe it to my patients as frequency, duration, and intensity. As like, you know, you, those are the three components of exercise, how often you exercise, how long you're there, and what intensity level you're at. And I tell patients, like, look, once you get to a certain level, you pick one of those three things and increase it. And that's part of the education that you can offer? Absolutely. I mean, by no means am I an exercise physiologist or certified trainer, but general recommendations and exercise has, has to be a component when you're trying to make those healthy lifestyle changes. Okay, a lot to think about. I'm still remembering multiple meals. <laughs> that was, sounded good, yeah. but, but small. 
Yes. Well, thank you both for getting us onto the right path to a healthy weight and avoiding the fad diet detours. We are grateful to our guests from Premier Weight Loss Solutions, bariatric surgeon Dr. Joe Northup, and Diana Weathers, a registered dietitian nutritionist and certified specialist in obesity and weight management. We appreciate your spending time with us today. If you want to know more, visit premierhealth.com slash health now. We'll be back. We hope you will. I'm Leslie Lane. Thanks for joining us and watch for our next edition of Premier Health Now on air.